Welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast, and welcome to our spoiler-free review for Monarch Legacy of Monsters. The world is on fire. I decided to do something about it. Welcome to the Geek Centric Podcast. My name is Nate, and this is our spoiler-free review for Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Special thanks, as always, to the folks at Apple Canada for letting us watch these episodes early for review. If you're joining us for the first time, we are Geek Centric, a podcast focusing on the world of movies, TV shows, games, and all things geek centric. Joining me for today's review, we have the monstrous Muto himself, the Japan loving Justin, the Jet Jaguar Lawrence. Yo, what's going on, man? How are you? Do you know who Jet Jaguar is? No. Justin? He sounds cool, though. He's not. Uh, okay. <laughs> So there was a contest, apparently there was like a fan contest like way back in the day, and a fan won this contest to design a kaiju, and they just made a robot that can grow really big, and that was it. It's just a big robot. I don't know. I, You know, it was all the other kaiju designs. I'm like, you could have done a little a little better than yeah, that. Yeah, it seems like you phoned it in. What's the difference right. between and that? Right, and his name's like, Jet Jaguar. Like, why is he not a it's Jaguar? It's still a badass name, though. Jet Jaguar? Yeah. Like, I don't okay. know. I thought he was like some super spy. I just meant like by the name of Jet Jaguar. It seems like, you know, yeah. Jet Jaguar, agent yeah. of whatever. I just feels like it feels like it, it it could be a graphic novel, a comic. Sure. I don't know. If there is I definitely listen, didn't think anyone's... of a robotic kaiju when you said right, Jet Robot Jaguar. Man. I know. Yeah. Um, if anyone's Ultraman, listening to though, this, by the way, like isn't that exactly? Dude, it's literally look up the pictures of it. If you're watching, if you're listening to this on the road, pr- pull over, look up pictures of Jet Jaguar. Um, but that's not the kaiju we're talking about today. I no. I, I did want to bring up a couple more kaiju though, because we are talking about uh, this series um, that centers around Godzilla and and the kaiju. Justin, for for you, uh, who is your favorite kaiju? I'm gonna make it really easy. I'm going. Going OG, the original. I'm going with Godzilla. Um, I have loved the stories that they have told with the character, uh, even the Matthew Broderick one. I, oh, I rather so enjoyed good. it. Um, yeah, <laughs> but you know, obviously the the original Japanese films they're a little dated, but the idea of the story that they, they that that has always been associated with Godzilla in relation to nuclear bombs and this idea of of the world um i think has always been very interesting and sort of an interesting sort of uh conversation in regards to what we as humans do to the environment and what to the planet to the planet and and in a lot of ways that godzilla is a representation of what we have done or what what the world has done to the planet um that said obviously his story has has evolved immensely over the last mm-hmm. few years, uh, ever since Gareth Edwards' Godzilla film, which I really enjoyed, I I, I really like that movie. Um, again, I think it's it stays focused uh, while also opening the door very much to to the other kaiju's that we would get to know and on on Monarch and and who they are as a whole. But uh, yeah, I'm going OG. I'm gonna go with uh, with Godzilla. I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna change things up a little bit. Uh, I want to give a shout out to the giant yak from Skull Island. Sure. I thought that guy was dope. 
Um, but for me, I think my favorite kaiju, because I don't even know if that is a kaiju or if it's just a big yak. Um, but I think for my favorite kaiju, I'm going to go with Mothra. Um, I think she's she's a classic. She's queen of the monsters. Uh, the the I love the sort of the the bioluminescent look yeah. that she has in the movies, oh, yeah. and it almost looks like the like Aurora Borealis at times when she's flying. And um, and I, I you know if it wasn't for her, dude, Godzilla would not have spoilers for the movies would not have been able to kill uh Ghidorah. So yeah, you know yeah, it was cool when they like formed into like that ultra like. Transformer yeah, she style. Light she gave him, him like yeah, another wings like go on his back, so and then he starts flying. <laughs> right? No, I'm just. Kidding, it was guys. sick. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna write a Godzilla movie one day. Um, let's get to the synopsis for this Godzilla series on Apple TV Plus. Was not something that I had on my 2020, you know, three bingo card. Uh, but following the thunderous battle between Godzilla and the Titans that leveled San Francisco. Uh, and the shocking revelation that monsters are real. Monarch Legacy of Monsters tracks two siblings following their father's footsteps to uncover their family's connection to the secretive organization known as Monarch. Clues lead them into the world of monsters and ultimately down the rabbit hole to Army Officer Lee Shaw, uh, taking place in the 1950s and half a century later where Monarch is threatened by what Shaw knows. Uh, the dramatic saga spanning three generations reveals buried secrets and the ways that epic earth-shattering events can reverberate through our lives. Uh, this comes from showrunner Chris Black and executive producer Matt Shackman, uh, as well as writer Matt Fraction. Uh, the series stars Anna Sawai, Ben Watabe, Kiersey Clemens, Mary Yamamoto, uh, Anders Holm, Joe Tippett, Elisa Lasowski, Wyatt Russell, and of course, Kurt Russell, uh, both playing the same character. Uh, Monarch Legacy of Monsters premieres on Apple TV Plus on November seventeenth. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna jump in with with liked and didn't like. We got the first uh, five episodes. This will be spoiler free, but our our you know there I believe there are ten episodes. I believe uh, I, I, we haven't gotten I, any confirmation on that. Right, we've been kind of. Uh, but there's more than five. There's definitely more so, than five. For yeah. Sure. So we we we've got the first five episodes. Um, and right off the bat, I I will say. Uh, a series about the people affected by the aftermath of Godzilla and the monsters and Monarch is is a very promising, refreshing, and interesting premise after three movies and a spinoff with, with Kong Skull Island, uh, you know, getting the big monsters battling it out and fighting each other. Uh, unfortunately, though, while the intention is all there, I, I will say after five episodes, it's not fully uh, delivering on that that premise sure um you know i i think the the style of the show and the decision to tie it directly in with kong uh skull island and and godzilla godzilla king of the monsters i think i think it does a better job than any of the movies so far at highlighting the the disaster and the loss of life uh from these monster attacks and i, I think that's definitely well, you know uh, something that i can give the this this five episodes praise for right to, to your point the movies that are influential to this series are kong skull island based on one character's involvement in the story which we'll talk about in, in a bit but we go further out you know we mm -hmm. go further out leading into the events of skull island while we're also at the same time seeing the events after gareth edwards film 
and the events in San Francisco. So we haven't gotten Godzilla, King of the Monsters. We haven't gotten uh, Kong versus Godzilla yet, right? They're, oh, okay. They're the future. That is probably the most interesting part because the last real good movie that had a balance of people and monsters uh, was uh, Gareth Edwards' Godzilla. Everything mm -hmm. after that was very much monster versus monster, and these people were more expository. And Monarch was this elusive government organization that just had incredible knowledge and amount of wealth uh, that w allowed them to take out these monsters or, or learn about them. And we didn't ever fully get that understanding of who the hell is monarch so <laughs> mm -hmm, sure. what's nice is about this about the series is that they're they're looking to flesh that out they're looking to tell more of the story of how they came to be what inspired them uh their origin story if you will which is where the 1950s story comes in and then we see where they're at after the events of 2014 in San Francisco with the introduction now the world knows about Godzilla and who he is um, and inevitably working towards Godzilla King of Monsters and, and those other movies but to your point it's sort of losing its way because in these five episodes they're trying to bounce around between different generations if you will it's just a lot to track all mm -hmm. at once and I think it's muddling the point there's a big mystery box effect that's that's working for this show that has me intrigued but i think it's it's a little all over the map and it's yeah. losing the focus where the first episode i think really does set the tone it's yeah that first episode i think we both we both set off air like i think it is the best episode of the of five the i think yeah. it's it's gripping um we get to see these moments from uh one of the main characters named kate uh just sort of right in the middle of everything that's going on uh, within with with Godzilla and the, the the monster attack, and I think it it helps to sort of ground the series in her trauma, uh, and and we get to sort of revisit those moments throughout the five episodes, and her trauma does come up a lot throughout the series. But to your point about sort of the the show being broken up into those multiple multiple eras it jumps back and forth between uh post what they call g-day which i thought was interesting <laughs> they call it g-day uh in 2014 and 2015 and then back to the 1950s where we see a young shaw played by wyatt russell uh and between the two segments i'm i'm really enjoying the flashback sequences i think the moment showing the history of monarch the 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 true discovery of these monsters, I think, is really interesting. Um, and the other thing I'll give a shout out to, and we, we sort of get to see a little bit of it both in uh, the 50s timeline and in the modern timeline, is the the monster design, I think, is awesome. It always has been uh, Fantastic. for, for, yeah. for you know, these these creatures. I think I've, I've always enjoyed the the original kaiju designs i love the modern kaiju designs from legendary pictures like we were talking about with like i was mentioning with mothra earlier i think here it's no different we you know i think we we haven't seen um too many of them and i think that's the obviously the point of the show is to focus on the people in it but the ones that we've seen have been really creative really cool to look at and i think the 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 visuals and sort of overall aesthetic of the show it it you know, I think the 1950s stuff feels very in line with Kong Skull Island and the, the 2015 stuff feels very in line with with the movies that we've gotten. And I think that's definitely a plus that I can give it is that the show does look uh, the part, if you will. 
Yeah, no, they spared no expense uh, with this. With, with <laughs> I the... wish she was in this series. Yeah, though. exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they spared no expense with with the budget. It, it doesn't feel like a made-for-TV show. There's, there's a commitment to bringing high-level visual effects to the look of the monsters, to the look of the, the city. Um, so I really do appreciate that, you know, they've stayed committed to bringing top-tier visual effects to the show. Yeah, like I think the whole theme of this show is discovery. The story that takes place in the past is 100% this journey of, of discovering the monsters and learning more about who they are and what they are. And that sort of humility that started Monarch versus when we get into something like Dan, where we know Monarch is going to be this sort of overbearing government agency that seems to have sort of a mixed feeling about how they need to approach this. Do they destroy them or do they learn from them? But I like that they're giving, you know, more context to things in and around events that we know. Uh, as I was mentioning before, there is a character from uh, Kong Skull Island that we see show up in the 1950s story, uh, and that is Bill Randa, played by Anders Holm, and, and anyone who knows and has seen Skull Island knows that Billy Randa is played by John Goodman uh, mm -hmm. when they inevitably go to this island. Looks very different. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. But but you know, again, the idea of tying it into the the stories to help expand that. I like that. I that that yeah. part is working for me, even though they might be convoluting themselves in, in a, lot a lot of ways. It's it's just a lot. I I, yeah. I think the the thing that that the first episode sort of establishes is a bit of a focus, but then it, it slowly loses that as we get through it. It starts to ramp up and it feels like it's going down that rabbit hole of being mysterious without really giving you anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I wish I had more, more positives. I don't like, are you okay if we move into to stuff that didn't work? Like, well, I did have one last thing. I, okay. I, I also think the, the last thing I want to call out is uh, the cast. I think, as I mentioned, Anders Holm is in this film. I think he's good. I think Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell. First off, bravo to whoever thought about casting them, and, and especially in the different generations, you know. Yeah, do more of that. That's cool. For sure. You know, Wyatt Russell's Lee Shaw is in the story that is in the 50s, and Kurt Russell's Lee Shaw is in the post-G-Day story. So there's an interesting thread and connection between the two generational stories. And it seems like some of the mystery might be attached to Lee's story. Um, and both are, 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 are seasoned actors. So they're definitely delivering. But as for the rest of the cast, uh, I, I got to say, I, I feel like most of the performances are leaving me wanting a little bit more. Again, after five episodes, it just, they feel a little underwhelming and very much stuck. Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the as I said, I'm enjoying like, like Wyatt and, and, and Anders home and, uh, I'm trying to remember the. I think Mari uh, Yamamoto. Yeah. Mari Yamamoto um, is fantastic. She's so right. Good, yeah. And so, like, they're all doing a, a great job. I just, I think it's a bold choice to showcase, you know, multiple eras to to tell your story when you know when a uh, story your story in, um, when there is sort of there's a lot of story to tell. Uh, and I think that the you know any show that sort of features like two casts with like a connecting storyline through time 
I think you run the risk of making one section of your story more enjoyable than the other. Uh, and that's what I'm finding is that, as I mentioned, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the 1950s stories so much more than the modern day ones. Um, they, they seem to be more streamlined, more straightforward. The, again, the performances are better. The, the, every, every time we cut back to 2015 outside of that first episode, I just, I'm just a little sort of disappointed each time. And I feel like the, the mystery that they're digging into, as you said, it just keeps dragging on and on, and it doesn't really feel like it's it's moving uh, at at the correct pace. And I I mentioned uh, when we were talking on the phone about this show, like these five episodes that we got, really honestly, could have been three, and I think it would have been a much better paced uh, storyline so far. I think there's just a lot of stuff that's that's really dragged well, out. Uh, for me, it's 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 how fast and how slow things are overall sure. right like certain things happen really quickly and mm-hmm. I, I think that's l- left some plot holes or some weird odd coincidences that are just super convenient for the purpose of the story and you know that just has my head kind of tilted and like does that really make sense right and not even not even in a way that's like oh it'll make sense later kind no. of thing it just doesn't well, make sense i'll just yeah. i'll just say the way we're introduced to kurt russell's lee shaw that's all sure. i'll say yeah, right? yeah, yeah um i i think the 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 sense of inconsistency to your point it demonstrates that the show is trying to do a lot i'm with you i'm i'm far more interested in the the, the 1950s the preschool yeah. island like i think this show could have just been that and also there just doesn't seem to be a balance of how much time we're spending in each of these stories um for instance you know the first two to three episodes feel pretty balanced with both maybe even the first just the first two before mm-hmm. we sort of take a hard shift into the 2014 2015 timeline and we're just there for sort of a stay while. there for a long time yeah, yeah. and and we, we don't really get to see too much of other than specific moments mm-hmm. from that 1950 and i think that that era was working it works really really well so yeah i'm i'm with you i, I just think that for me what i noticed is that certain plot elements are revealed very quickly whereas other things are being withheld but if they do give you something, it really doesn't answer any questions at all. They'll give you a little bit of a of, of a crumb, but it really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. You're still left with more questions. Like there's there's always a balance when a show can give you answers to questions, but then give you two more questions. Sure. You know what I mean, at the same time. So you get a big answer, but then you get two more like, oh, great. Well, now I have new things that I'm going to mm-hmm. have to be thinking about from episode to episode. But when it's only servicing or giving you a small little bit of a larger mystery part that's sort of where that drag happens like we're not really learning too much and i think we're actually spending a little too much time with these characters and trying to understand them which i get i understand why they're why they're doing it like you said it's about understanding how these larger monster events affect the lives of people but at the same time you gotta again it's just it's a give and take you gotta you gotta give me some stuff before you start taking your time with with other things, right? Yeah, I'm not. I'm just. I'm not connecting with the modern day uh, surprising, I, right? I feel like, it's really surprising. Yeah, but like like the younger, um, okay, like the younger cast following the legacy hero trope 
is just feeling stale to me at this point. We've seen it so many times. Uh, and it's just like, how many times are we going to force awakens these things, right? Like, um, and this is with a character that, like, I don't even hold that much reverence for, other than getting to see his younger self in the fifties, right? So it's like, I, I again, I love the idea that we're getting that blend of Kurt Russell and his son playing the same character and Wyatt Russell. Um, but I, I, I just, I think the 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 biggest issue, like I mentioned earlier, is that you know, and like you said, they're just trying to do too much. I, 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 I know we bring it up a lot, but I just feel like. Um, you know, the ensemble cast with flashbacks thing was done perfectly in a show called Lost. And seeing this attempt here, you just can't help but feel overwhelmed with how many directions the story seems to be going at any given moment. And that's kind of another big thing. It's like, there's just so many moments where I'm confused and like they jump from from moments in, from one time to another. And, and I, I can appreciate sort of, um, seeing these moments instead of just hearing them, you know, about them through expo- expositional dialogue, yeah. which the show does, don't get me wrong, have a lot of expositional dialogue. Sure. Um, but I found my eyes would just start to glaze over uh, a lot in this show. And I, I found, like, honestly, in, a, in a, a, a show about giant monsters, I just, I shouldn't be finding myself, and, and don't get me wrong, it's focused on the people, but even that is so intriguing, and I, I shouldn't be bored uh, throughout this show. I, I, I think that they could be doing more to ensure that we stay invested. Yeah. I don't think that they're doing enough. It's, it seems like what they're doing is they're taking all these great stories from different timelines in the monarch history, which would be great as just individual stories or seasons, but then they're just smashing it together. Like it's like, oh, we, we, we don't know if we have the ability to even get a season two, so let's put all our ideas in one bag right. kind of thing. Hundred percent, but in my opinion, you brought up Lost. You know, Monarch is Dharma. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and in a lot of ways, yeah. And the way that story is told, and the way that we kind of move through, you know, past and present, and we understand this all-powerful Dharma initiative that's been around. You know, it feels like that could have been the approach to try to tell this story with Monarch, where when we go back in time, it's meaningful. When we're in the present, it's meaningful. So I'm interested to see how this all kind of wraps well, up. That's, and- that's kind of what I wanted to kind of, because we're only five episodes in, like we're saying. And so, you know, I, I don't think we can accurately give this show uh, a rating. Um, so, Justin, I wanted to ask, like, your sort of your final thoughts on, uh, if we can get into it, this these five episodes. And then, yeah, will you keep watching uh, the series for till the, till the finale? Yeah, well, just continuing with what I was saying, like... The five episodes had got some things right, but I think it's missing the mark in a lot of ways. I think we're moving around the timeline a little bit too much. It's not like I want to see more monsters. I'm, I'm interested in this this idea of unraveling the mystery of Monarch and, and focusing on them rather than the big monsters. Like, obviously, the monsters are there and they play a part, but they're less, uh, they're more influential to the story of Monarch. Um, I really like that. I, I think that this is a great way to kind of tell the story, of uh, which connects back to the movies. And, you know, I, I enjoyed... Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Uh, I wasn't a fan of Godzilla versus Kong, and I know a lot of people are like, "Well, they're just monsters. You just gotta let them fight." And I get it. That's that's great. But you know, in those movies, those people are just expositional people. Like you have yeah. to have people in these movies. We gotta have moments between the monster fights. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. We have to have moments between that, and they're just there, right? Yeah. So they and they don't feel like they really matter. It was refreshing to get into a show like this that says, "Well, we're gonna give more context to." the history and the background of, of this this agency. I like the idea of doing that, but I feel like they're going too much too fast. It's a give and take. 
You got to give me some stuff to validate why I'm watching the show. And a lot of ways keep my interest rather than just taking up my time. And I am going to continue to watch it because I am interested to see where it all lands. But being given five episodes, which I know we're both grateful for, I feel like if that's half of your season, I should feel a little more confident or have a little bit more of an understanding of where this show's going. And I feel like I don't have that. But that said, you know, there is a mystery here. I love a good mystery box series. And, you know, when you tie in big kaiju-style monsters like Godzilla and the history of Monarch, I, I'm, I'm intrigued. So, I yes, I, I will stick with the show and, and see how it wraps up. I'm just, I'm, I said this three episodes in and then five episodes in. I'm just, I'm not, I'm not anywhere where I, you know, near where I, I wish I, I, you know, where I wish I was. I think... Um, given the concept for this show, like you're saying, the again, the idea of even the idea of like again the two the two Russells playing the same yeah. character at the same Great. time had me stoked, and I was yeah. like so stoked for that. And the choice to focus heavily on on family and and people affected by these monsters was just super intriguing. Um, but I think the this this series, uh, much like a monster, bites off a little more than it can chew, uh, and it, and it it feels that way so far after these five episodes. I think it, hopefully it starts to become clearer, maybe less con convoluted in the back half of the season. Um, but even then, I don't know if that will get me to to care about what they've established enough with the modern cast, uh, all of whom I'm just I'm not digging as I mentioned their storyline. I think um, a show. Uh, you know, about the people uh, affected by giant monster attacks shouldn't bore me. But I just, as I said, I found myself bored and a little confused with the ways that it was trying so hard to create that mystery box effect. I think after episode two, um, I I kind of, I, I, I didn't feel that, that feeling of like, I gotta watch the next episode right away. Like episode one, I was like, yeah, I'm in. Let's watch the next episode. I did. And then after episode two, I was like, yeah. I'll go watch something else and then come back to this. It's not, it's not nothing that was so pressing. Um, like a lot of these mystery box shows. Yeah. Having do. you hooked, right. And yeah. keeping you like, Whoa, I can't wait to watch the next episode. I don't have it. I don't have it. I think no. as we mentioned, the, the production value is solid. The visuals are great. Uh, and, and that, that, pilot it slaps i think it's a, an excellent showcase of what the show could have been throughout um but it just develops so damn slowly uh and i wanted to love this show uh i even you know i, I think i like the ideas that it's putting forward uh and i will watch the rest of it but i just don't i don't know if it's going to get me from like to to love uh and it might even it might not. move me away I, I from like <laughs> yeah, but that that's that's more the concern. If you like yeah. it right now, then that's a positive in my opinion, right? Yeah. It's but fine. If, if it can move you to love, that's a big that is a big task on its hands to <laughs> yeah. do that. But right now I think to your point, it's more likely that we could look at this show after ten episodes and wonder what was the point? Is was it really worth it? Yeah. Is the mystery really worth it? So I think it really does come down to what the next five episodes are gonna do. Um, and and how it how it's really gonna you know give a sense of closure or at least some sort of gratification to this larger story yeah and if if they can actually do a season two like I I think it's True. known to a certain degree that Apple signs a multi deal with most of these TV shows unless it's a one off mm. um, but they, they at least they they as far as I know they they try to and in the rarest occasion they've they've canceled shows but yeah I I think I think it really does depend if 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 we will get more story too uh at the end of it but i'm gonna remain hopeful and check it out each week and uh yeah we'll see
we will see. But that is it for uh, this review of the first five episodes uh, of Monarch Legacy of Monsters. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts, if you haven't already. And if you want to write into the show with your thoughts on this series or any of the shows or movies we cover, uh, Justin, can you uh, use your best uh, Godzilla roar to let the lovely folks know how they can reach us i don't know if i could roar like godzilla it's so vicious um <laughs> but i will say they can reach us at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com that's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com or they can reach out to us on twitter or the app formerly known as twitter at geekcentricyt or on instagram threads and tiktok at wearegeekcentric Keep in mind, we have a ton of other episodes covering the uh, recent releases with our spoiler-free reviews uh, for David Fincher's The Killer, uh, Goosebumps, uh, episodes one to five, Loki season two, episodes one and two, uh, The Creator, uh, Expendables four, and I Am Groot season two. You can check all those out on your podcast service of choice. Uh, we also have a ton of interviews out now, like our most recent interview with Loki episode two Monarch director of Dan DeLue, uh, where we discuss Plus his with the journey as a visual effects supervisor for so many MCU uh, projects, tomorrow, if you're uh, all the way to now getting a chance to sit in the director's chair for Loki. Keep in mind, we have a ton of other episodes covering recent releases, like our spoiler-free reviews for Next Goal Wins, uh, The Hunger Games, A Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, The Marvels, uh, the Netflix series Blue Eye Samurai, Invincible Season 2 Part 1, and David Fincher's The Killer. We also have a ton of interviews out now, uh, like our most recent interviews with the team behind Monarch Legacy of Monsters, including uh, including visual effects supervisor Sean Conrad, executive producer and director Matt Shackman, executive producer Matt Fraction, and showrunner Chris Black. Justin had the chance to sit down uh, with all of these gentlemen and, and talk about the series, uh, talk about how some of these kaiju like uh, Godzilla, they're like rock stars, uh, basically, they are. They are. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so be sure to check out the, all those interviews uh, and all of our interviews, either here on your podcast service of choice or over on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. We got so much right now that, uh, you know, we were kind of quiet for a bit there and now we're yeah. uh, we woke revving up. back up. Yeah, we woke back yeah. up. Uh, a nuclear bomb went off and woke us up. <laughs> there you go. And now like we're going to terrorize that we are. your ears. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Justin, thank you so much for joining me for this monstrous review. Uh, and as we say, love ya. Peace. <laughs>